Welcome to the Strange Catholics Podcast. I'm your host, Phil, joined as always by Terry in Minnesota with me and Bob in Virginia. We are three distinct voices bringing varied perspectives on the church and the world into the conversation. We want you to join in the conversation. You can do so by going to anchor.fm forward slash strange Catholics and leaving a message there. You may also email us at strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Please remember to rate this podcast on iTunes or wherever you're listening and share with one person. We used to gather around a table at Caribou Coffee. It's a coffee house in Minnesota in the Midwest. But now we gather virtually in hopes that these conversations will be a light for you as they are for us. Now, let us begin this week's conversation. Welcome to episode 24 of the Strange Catholics podcast. Welcome to our first episode of the new year. We were off for a month. We had an addition to our family, so baby number eight was born <laughs> uh, for the Henneman family. Uh, so we missed you while we were gone, but we're so glad to be back again together. So welcome, brothers. Welcome to you, and congratulations there, Dad, and congratulations to uh, your beautiful bride, Mindy, a very lovely and beautiful young Charles. Congratulations. Thank you. And leading it off with opening prayer, we'll turn it over to Bob. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Gracious, gracious and glorious God, thank you for the opportunity to once again come together and in fellowship with my two brothers to be in your presence and discuss the things that you will us to discuss on this podcast. As we go forward tonight, just just continue to be present with us. Um, infuse us with the Holy Spirit as we talk about these wonderful religious topics. We ask this through your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. 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 Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Yes. All right. So we're off for a month. Right. We're, we're off for a month. We have another baby, which is just a wonderful, beautiful thing. Um, Blessing to the world. Right. We've had some sad things happen. You know, we talked about before, we've known some people with COVID that are sick, probably known some people who have passed. Actually, I do know some people who have passed away who were, you know, friends of mine from high school's parents. Um, I talked to you guys about the the leukemia, the young lady, uh, the little girl that died of leukemia. So we had some life and we had some death, you know, we, we've had some disruption in our country. We've had a lot of things. So before, before we move into our main topic, let's just talk for a minute or two about unity and about how important it is now with all of this unrest in our country uh, post the stuff that happened in the Capitol, the election results, all these different things, how important it is for us to come together as a one country, as a Christian people, united, Jesus Christ, how we need to do that and how important it is. And I ask my brothers to give their comments on that now. Yeah, Jesus says he is the way, the truth, and the life. And so... We are told in the Old Testament not to trust in princes, right? Not to trust in 
those things of the world that are passing, but instead place all of our trust in God. We know that God is merciful, and we know that his timing is perfect. So even in amidst these times when people are confused, they're, they're saddened, whatever it might be, the place where they are, uh, just to recognize that God is the sovereign God over all people, to humble ourselves before our Lord Jesus Christ and really be more of that reflection of the gospel even more in our lives, because I think we need that reflecting even more than what we're seeing and hearing in the news everywhere else. We just need to be, you know, just emitting the words of the gospel in our lives even more. Thank you, Phil. That was beautiful. Thank you very much. I uh, I completely agree. I think it, you know, it's it's time for us to stop being the divided states of America and become the United States of America and be the hands and feet of Jesus in our world. And uh, I know, guys, we were just talking about this in the pre-podcast meeting that we were having, but uh, I think this verse 25 from the 11th chapter of Mark uh, brings it all in perspective for me. When you stand to pray, forgive anyone against whom you have a grievance so that your heavenly Father may in turn forgive you your transgressions. So it's just time to stop and pray and come together. Hey, thanks, Terry, for that wonderful prayer and the cliché. We very much appreciated it. So, folks, there's there's no... Wow, okay, we're, we're not, starting off the year. We're starting off the new year. I told right you road. we're trying to get back to our roots. Folks, we're trying to get back to our roots. Our roots of what the coffee shop banter was. We're we're got to get back to that. Okay. So so what I want every all our listeners to understand is we usually do the news segment here. We're not going to do the news segment now except to talk about unity which we just did and two things. One, COVID and civil disturbance, the capital being reached and all that in the United States. So those are really the two hot topics right now that are consuming the United States. Going forward in future podcasts, we're going to just find some other things to do in this segment, something unique and something that will be uh, ear catching and that you won't be able to miss because I'm going to be the one that's going to be doing it. Right. That's why along, of course I'll be assisted by my other two brothers. So, um, cause we're united together in Jesus Christ as we bring you this Amen. podcast. Amen. <laughs> okay. Amen. All right. So let's let's move on from this as as we are united as a one trio to move into our topic which is just a superly is that a word? A wonderful topic which is baptism. We might as well start at the beginning. The beginning of the year, let's start at the beginning. And Phil is going to start at the beginning for us, Phil. Yeah, baptism, right? That's our entrance into the church. Thank you, Bob. Well lead off. Well lead off. So I have a great quote. This is from the Liturgy of the Hours uh, from Friday after Epiphany to Baptism. This is from St. Maximus of Turin, just in case anyone wanted to look it up. So we had the celebration of the baptism of our Lord, and some people will say, well, why was Christ baptized? He was without sin. So listen to this answer. Christ is baptized not to be made holy by the water, but to make the water holy 
and by his cleansing to purify the waters which he touched. For the consecration of Christ involves a more significant consecration of the water. And I think that sets the stage because many times, I mean, even growing up, you know, or as I was growing in my faith, you know, well, why why would Jesus doesn't need to be baptized? Even John the Baptist says, no, I need to be baptized by you. But here we see this emptying of Christ to make himself, to join himself evermore to our sinful humanity. The Venerable Fulton Sheed says this really well. The reason our Lord was baptized was because it was part of the whole process of emptying, of humiliation, of the incarnation. How could he be poor with us if he did not in some way conform to our poverty? How could he come among sinful men to redeem them if he did not submit to the rite of purification? As there was no need for the Lord to submit, to the rite of baptism by John, he had no need of personally of having his sins remitted, but he assumed a nature which was related to sinful humanity. Though he was without sin, he appeared to all men as a sinner, as he did on the cross. That is why he walked into the Jordan with all the rest of the sinners to demand the baptism of penance in remission of sins. In a very special way, baptism related to the death and resurrection of Christ. In order to be saved, we have to recapitulate in our own lives the death and the resurrection of Christ. What he went through, we have to go through. He is the pattern we have to be molded after him. He is the die. We are the coins that have to be stamped with his image. In all the sacraments, the virtue of passion and resurrection of Christ, it is in some way applied to us. In baptism, there is a very close relationship between the burial and the resurrection. When we go down into the water, it's symbolizing that death, the death to sin. When we come up out of the water, it symbolizes that resurrection, that new life that we've been given. And that's what the sacrament's all about, giving us new life. It's about bringing people into a new life in Christ. When people are then baptized, they're then brought into the body of Christ. Everyone's made in God's image, but it's really this sacrament of baptism that is this entry into this new life in Christ. I love your, uh, I love your comment uh, uh, from Fulton Sheen, one of the, uh, one of the great, um, I guess you could almost call him like a tele-evangelist, one of the first people to really use that new media uh, to yes. get, to evangelize and get out the message. So, um, you know, a, a beautiful man and a beautiful quote. But baptism really is, is uh, for me, that cleansing, you know, not only um, cleansing, you know, the stain of original sin, but cleansing that usually, you know, that new life in the waters of baptism. And as a deacon, being able to bestow that sacrament on a new life. And I've only done, you know, you could probably speak more to this, Phil, than I could. I've done one baptism so far, but it was such an, uh, for me, an incredible experience to look at into the eyes of that beautiful child and say, I baptize you. 
so important to use those right words too. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, go yes. ahead, Bob. I just want to know, have you, if you baptize a doll when you practice, how does that go? <laughs> well, it actually didn't go really well, if you recall, when we recorded that. So uh, for everyone that's listening, <laughs> when we were in formation, how about for you the had people to... who aren't listening? Well, too bad for them. Uh, so <laughs> they've so already they turned us off. And that's because they, yeah, because they're not. Yeah. Do not turn it off. You, you got to listen to this story, okay? And <laughs> it was right. hilarious to us, and hopefully you'll find some humor in it. So we had to record, um, you know, as if we were deacons baptizing. And to do that, we had to use a doll to baptize to practice, right? So, that, I mean, it's not as a doll, I promise, does not move as much as a small child. <laughs> Um, but what was really unique about, uh, the time when we recorded this is that, um, Bob, who is, you know, it's pretty straight line. He almost never laughs, uh, just (laughs) breaks down the whole time. It was, I I broke many times because I just couldn't keep my, it was very difficult to keep my bearing. (laughs) And, uh, when we were recording this, so, you know, but Part of it is you're holding a plastic doll and pretending like it's a baby. <laughs> and so there's just this element to it that you're like, oh, I mean, so it was a very interesting. Right. Uh, yes. It was. I don't know very, that I'll probably put any B-roll in our <laughs> our podcast of what that sounded like. But, uh, just, you know, just know video. that it was. Yeah, no, uh-uh. <laughs> no, I don't think we're going to do that. Uh, do you even still yeah, have well, that video? Yes, absolutely. Because oh, we, okay. so please so, never so publish the, it. <laughs> just so our fans understand, you know, one of us had to be the presider to do the baptism, and then one, one would had to be the parents and their wives were there, and then the others were the godparents. And I'm not sure why. For me, uh, when Phil did it. It was just the funniest thing I've ever seen before in my life. You were a great godparent, Bob. <laughs> was I a godparent then? You yes, were the godparent yes, that that in okay. that segment. It's a funny joke about baptism. Usually, you know, that's one of those church humor jokes. I mean, inside the church, we say, oh, let me tell you about how funny this baptism was. Right? So that kind of thing. But baptism is a wonderful sacrament. I taught pre-baptismal courses um, in my tri-parish for about a year, and it was really a enlightening experience because you got to be able to meet with uh, some family, most families. Now, some families would come in and they'd say, yeah, we're having baby number, in your case, eight, maybe they're having baby number four, and they're like, we just moved here, and they said, we got to have them baptized here. We know the procedure. <laughs> So you're like, okay, well, they're, you know, let's just talk about, talk about it generally, you know, and stuff like that. And just to make sure that they understand what, what we're doing and why we're doing it. We got to get the why in there. And a lot of that's what Phil talked about. And uh, so it was wonderful with new parents, you know, and some parents who were like, uh, you know, I wasn't really sure I want to go. I'm not really sure. Maybe it's a single mother, right? Maybe it's a single mother and it's a unique circumstance. Maybe some of the families like, well, we can't invite all the family because, you know, there's this conflicts and stuff. 
you know, there's a lot of views about baptism. I mean, you look to other parts of the Christian church, right? Baptism, is, they think baptism is at the, uh, the age of consent, right? You're older, right? And then you can get baptized, not like we are, where we say you get baptized right away when, you know, soon after you're born. And it doesn't matter for us as Catholics if you're baptized. I was baptized Presbyterian. Oh, my God. I just said that I was baptized Presbyterian. But guess what? We recognize that Christian baptism. It's a one-time thing. You're in the club. I mean, at least for that, you get it done the first time, right? So, um, Yeah, as long as they use that Trinitarian format, so I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's that's the church's only requirement. If that is used, then that baptism is considered valid. Right. So there's some misconception among Catholics about, about that as well. Uh, There's, you know, and that type of thing. So, but it's just a wonderful sacrament. I really learned a lot about it, uh, being able to share it with those couples, being able to listen to them about what, you know, talking to them about what do you want for your child, right? You're you're preparing them by, you know, thinking, thinking long term life. Right. And also, also saying, you know, when you say these things, when Phil says, what do you want for your child? Or Terry says that, and you say eternal life. I mean, you mean, you mean what you're saying, right? You think about what you're saying. You've discerned yes. that you've prayed about that profession. And, and also I, I pressed upon uh, these young couples. Hey, I want to get my child baptized in the, in the church. And we're like, we're, we're all in favor of that. Let's do that. Haven't seen you very much. You know, just getting baptized doesn't mean that you've checked the block and I'm not going to see you again until Easter, Christmas, or never. Or when you want to first communion for the child. Right. Right. Okay. It's the start of a process within the church. Okay. So I guess that's what I have to add. First step on a long journey toward eternal life. No, I'm going to lead some. I'm going to leave a bunch of links. Uh, beautiful writing from Venerable Fulton Sheen will be there, and a bunch of catechism references. But please do send us any questions to strangecatholicspot at gmail.com that you might have about baptism, about the baptismal process, or whatever it might be. Just please send us your questions, and we'd be happy to answer those on the next podcast on episode 25. So we'll be back right after this. And we're back. Thanks for staying with us. Now we're going to roll out once again the wonderful. Terry talking about St. Agnes. Take it away, Terry. Well, thank you, Bob. And uh, St. Agnes of Rome, what a uh, what a beautiful, beautiful saint. You know, just one among many, but um, one of the few that uh, is a childhood saint and was martyred really as a child. So her feast day is January 21st. Uh, She is the patron saint of young girls, chastity, engaged couples, rape survivors, gardeners, Girl Scouts, and the children of Mary. The name Agnes is similar to the Latin word Agnus, which means lamb. For this reason, depictions of St. Agnes often include a lamb, the the name actually comes from a Greek word, which means chaste, pure, 
or sacred. Agnes is one of the virgin martyrs of the Church of Rome. She is one of seven women, in addition to the Blessed Virgin Mary, who are mentioned in the Roman canon of the Mass, the Eucharistic prayer number one. Saints Felicity, Perpetua, Agatha, Lucy, Cecilia, and Anastasia are the other six. Although details of her life are mostly unknown, the story of her martyrdom has been passed on with reverence since the fourth century. Saint Agnes of Rome was born in 291 AD and raised in a Christian family who was thought to be of Roman nobility. Agnes lived in Rome during the last major major persecution of the church under the uh, emperor at that time, uh, though he was uh, lenient towards believers for much of his rule. Uh, he did change course and um, in 302, resolving to wipe out the church in the empire. Agnes was very beautiful. Her hand in marriage was highly sought after, and she had uh, many high-ranking men of the Roman aristocracy chasing after her. But in keeping with the words of Christ and of St. Paul, she had already decided on a life of celibacy for the sake of God's kingdom. To all interested men, she explained that she had already promised herself to a heavenly and unseen spouse. She would always say, Jesus Christ is my only spouse. These suitors both understood Agnes's meaning and resented her resolution. Some of them, some of the men possibly looking to change her mind, reported her to the state as a believer in Christ. Agnes was brought before a judge who tried to first persuade her, then to threaten her into renouncing her choice not to marry for the Lord's sake. When the judge showed her various punishments he could inflict on upon her, including fire, iron hooks, or the rack that destroyed the limbs by stretching, Agnes smiled and indicated that she would suffer them all willingly. But she was brought before a pagan altar instead and asked to make an act of worship in accordance with the Roman state religion. When Agnes refused, the judge ordered that she should be dragged naked through the streets and sent to a house of prostitution, where her virginity she had offered to God would be violated. Agnes predicted that God would not allow this to occur, and her statement proved true. Legends say that the first man to approach her in the brothel was struck blind by a sudden flash of light whereupon Agnes healed him with prayer. Other suitors opted not to repeat his mistake. But one of the men who had first sought to make Agnes his own now lobbied the judge for her execution. In this respect, the suitor obtained his desire when the public official sent, sentenced her to die by beheading. Even the pagans cried to see such a young and beautiful girl going to death. Yet Agnes was happy as a bride on her wedding day. She did not pay attention to those who begged her to save herself. 
I would offend my spouse, she said, if I were to try to please you. He chose me first, and he shall have me. Then she prayed and bowed her head for the death, the stroke of the sword. The executioner gave her one last chance to spare her life by renouncing her consecration to Christ, but Agnes refused, made a short prayer, then courageously submitted to death. Other accounts state that she was led out and bound to a stake, but the bundle of wood would not burn, or the flames parted away from her, whereupon the officer in charge of the troops drew his sword and beheaded her, or in some other text, stabbed her in the throat. It is also said that her blood poured to the stadium floor where other Christians soaked it up with their cloths. She died a virgin martyr at the age of 12 or 13. And one last uh, bit of information here. It's more of a reflection on uh, her life. Um, and it states, like that of Maria Goretti in the 20th century, the martyrdom of a virginal young girl made a deep impression on a society enslaved to a materialistic outlook. Also, like Agatha, who died in similar circumstances, Agnes is a symbol that holiness does not depend on the length of years, experience, or human effort. It is a gift God offers to all. And gentlemen, that is St. Agnes of Rome. Any thoughts? Beautiful saint. Thank you, Terry. Yeah, be you know, uh, early Christian martyrs, so we don't have all those details, but just even what we have, we can see that preservation to put her life aside for Christ at a very young age. And you can just see how the evil one is trying to break down her will to um, stay with that commitment to Christ. So it, it's just a beautiful witness. I think an encouraging story in our lives and a feast that's coming up so we can all celebrate it with even greater fervor and knowledge about this saint and really draw upon her intercession. So Saint Agnes, pray for us. Pray for us. Amen. Absolutely. Pray for us. <laughs> Way to come in. Way to chime in, Bob. Thank you. Yeah, well, somebody like St. Agnes is perfect because we're bringing that to our listeners and nobody knows really squat about St. Agnes. They don't know anything, right? I mean, even the church doesn't know a lot, but, but most people know that, like in a case where I live, just down the road, there's a school called St. Agnes. They know that, but they don't know anything else besides that. So I think we're doing a public service by bringing a wonderful St. Lake, St. Agnes, Agnes to them. <laughs> so absolutely. Well, and thank you for uh, suggesting her as our St. Spotlight of the week, week, Bob. Somebody's got to make a decision on this podcast. <laughs> so, okay. Well, thanks Terry for that. I mean, we're running long on time, so let's get to the big finish. Hey, folks, thanks for joining us. And, you know, the best thing that you can do for us, there's two things. Two, well, three. Now, can I, get, can I do three? Three. One, pray for us. And Amen. then we'll, we'll, we do the pray at the end, prayer at the end. 
careful, have the prayer intentions, but please pray for us. And we're praying for you all the time. Two, tell your friends, family, coworkers to listen to us. Please rate us, rate us very high. So, so please, please rate us and, and please tell your friends and family members about how wonderful our podcast is and, and have them listen. Okay. We're very genuine. Okay. We will tell you that that is the one thing we're going to bring you. We're going to bring you genuine, uh, genuine opinions. And, and we come from the heart on what we're giving you. That's two. And the third thing is please send us some comments. Please send us some comments or questions and you can do that through the podcast platform or you can do it uh, through Anchor or at the email that strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Right. So please do that. We appreciate all that. We appreciate all your listening. And, and in the new year here, we're going we're gonna to roll out some wonderfully great material on this podcast. So as we go to closing with our final prayer and our prayer attentions, Phil has volunteered to do that this week. Thank you, Bob. Yes, let's do that. So let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Heavenly Father, we draw upon the great wisdom that you have placed within us. Please pour out your mercy upon our nation, upon our world, upon our nation's capital. Let peace reign. You are the Father of peace. You have told us not to trust in princes, but instead in you. Heavenly Father, we ask you to please open our hearts and our minds to your words of wisdom that you've placed before us. We're praying for all those that are sickened by COVID, especially for Greg. Those that are caring for those that are sick and their families, healthcare workers. Lord, we ask you to give them the strength to persevere the hands of the divine physician so that they may continue to heal and care for those that are sick. Pray for all those who have lost family members, young and old, for the repose of their souls. For peace, healing, and comfort for their families and friends who are in mourning. Lord, you wept for Lazarus and the pain of his family. Now let your tears help to comfort those who are in mourning. Lord, we ask for prayers of healing, peace. We draw upon this great sacramental bond of unity that we all have as baptized Christians to draw more deeply into the graces you have bestowed upon us in this great sacrament, the sacrament that brings us into the family of Christ. Lord, we need unity, we need healing, and we know by your graces and in your perfect timing, all will be done. We pray that we submit to your holy will evermore, so we continue to seek your truth, your way, and your life. We pray that we would continue to strive not to be the echo chamber of what we read and hear in social media and the news, but instead echo the words of Jesus Christ and his church who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. We'll be back next week with a new podcast. Until then, love you, brothers. Love you, brothers. Love you, brothers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Strange Catholics. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and it helps you dive into a deeper reflection and union with our Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd like to leave some feedback, please go to anchor.fm forward slash strange Catholics to leave a voice message, or you may also send us an email at strangecatholicspod at gmail.com. Links will be in the description. Please share this podcast and this episode with at least one person. This will help get the word out and get more people to join into the conversation. Please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to us. This really helps the podcast get traction and help even more people discover the peace, love, and mercy that our Lord offers and is longing to offer each and every one of us. Thank you again for listening. Have a glorious day. And may God bless you.